Yeah, which is bad for you because you move a lot, man. Right, like I'm doing, man. You All have right. to though. You're like the Francis Chan of this channel. He Francis Chan is so animated. He he can make a trip to the market be like <laughs> be like yeah. Are you Francis. Real talk, real talk. I know we started the video, but um, yeah, I know. For, for border examiners, one of the critiques was I moved my hands too much, like, but I didn't even really listen to it. Like, you know, the person that cut off my video, like, it was a 15 mm -hmm. minute video, but they cut oh, off, yeah, you told me, like, nine minutes. Yeah, she critiqued me and said, like, yo, you move your hands a lot. Like, she said, maybe that's good for social media, but like, preaching wise, it's a distraction. And she said, you move it so much, it's a distraction. I get what she's saying. But like, yeah. I didn't agree with it to an extent because like not moving at all, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does been on the setting because like when I watched Francis Chan, like his movements like really got me into it. But I was in like a stadium of 10,000 people. So it was supposed to be high energy. Yeah, I guess for like church and preaching, you do want to be, you don't want too many distractions. I guess I could see that to an extent. I'd yeah. still want to see them not be up there all proper and stuff right. i'd still want to interact with them but anyway but she does say you do do youtube and stuff like that social media so maybe on social media is good and yes it is because like something got to move right but yeah. like on like a a sermon like when you're with people she said it could be a distraction like um, she said she was more focused on my movements than my message but that's not true because it was my video like you know like yeah but i get what she was saying but yeah. I also i don't agree with it like i think there's a median somewhere right actually. right but anyways hey everybody welcome back to my youtube channel upload past crossroads it's your boy sean christopher jenkins then we got right here my co-host for every other video i do justin lee howell man this is the person who helps me on all my videos that you see all the time so make sure to, to uh, check out his youtube channel chaplain's log and subscribe to it turn on the post notifications so you know when he uploads another video and then also my youtube channel is upload past crossroads right here we got a treat for you guys today so if you look at my youtube channel upload past crossroads you see that i have a lot of playlists one of my favorite playlists on here is at the top actually right here my recommended playlist is quotes of the day so today me and justin have a quotes of the day a quote of the day for you that we're going to talk about right so let's go ahead and get to it all right so the quote of today is this let me make it all big and everything so everybody can see it i know i can share my screen without it like freezing on me so all right so the quote of the day is oh i'm not sharing my screen no more was i sharing my screen at all Justin? you were earlier not oh. now oh there okay. we go all right so the quote of the day is this so you are only as close to god as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. All right, so I'm going to read it again. The quote of the day is, you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbor. So I saw this quote when I was reading devotionals. And uh, I, I tend to read a lot of devotionals uh, when it comes to making my social media posts. So you see what my social media posts on my Instagram page, Trouble Don't Last, my other Instagram page, my underscore day, underscore Bible. My Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last. All right, so I post a lot of quotes, a lot of Bible verses. And then when I do post a post on Instagram, my, my caption's huge. So I have like quotes on top of quotes with the one quote that I did post on, right? So like, uh, I saw this when I was trying to uh, study something on like being separate, I think. Yeah, I think it was on being separate or separate yourself, right? 
you know, be separate, like the Bible verse says. So the quote was, you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. So obviously that really didn't tie in with that topic. So it was a guy talking about a lot of things. But I want to talk about that quote because it was so powerful. So, And I think the quote is true, right? So Justin, do you think the quote is true? I mean, it can be false, though, right? But I think it's true. I think, yeah, definitely. Like, they're, like, obviously we'll get into it more. Um, I do think, like, people who show a love for um, others or their family or their friends definitely has, like, the love of God in them. But it's very easy for, like, younger Christians or some people to, like, um, to, like, just be getting to know God and, like, realizing what he's done for us and not quite get into the swing of, like, loving other people. So, yeah, it, it depends on, like, what stage of life there is. If they are, like, if they're in synergy, if they've, um, if they're in balance with that type of love, like, between God and between others, um, yeah, this quote definitely applies to them. But they're, like, we're humans, and we definitely don't channel the love or don't channel feelings the way that God intends us to. That's why, like, life is a journey. Life is, like, trying to become more Christ-like every day. So it's very easy for it not to apply to everybody. I will say, though, that the love that you show for people is, like, the easiest way for people to see the love of God in you. Like, right. that's the easiest channel, for sure. Right. And that's my approach. So, like, I understand if somebody said they don't agree with this. So we're going to look at this quote in two different sides, right? So playing devil's mm -hmm. advocate. Which I feel like that's Justin's way of doing things. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And and then I'm gonna play the advocate for the person who made the quote because actually I kind of agree with the quote more than I disagree with it, only because mm -hmm. there's somebody in my life that applies to this quote, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, right? Because it's personal to me, like right. So I'm gonna read the quote again and then I'm gonna bring it home, right? So the quote is, "You are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors," right? So you so, pretty much brought me on to disagree with you. What do you say? You pretty much just brought me on to disagree with the quote. I, no, I, don't, do think, I don't think you disagree with it because, like, no. you see both sides of it. Yeah. It's too good of a quote. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, it's not it just, it's a, such a broad quote. Like, and some, somebody can't just look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this is the quote. Like, no, no, the quote's deep, right? I'm going to read it again before I talk about it, right? You're only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. All right. So the reason why I agree with the, this quote, right? If you have the love of God in you, right? So the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. This is the first and greatest commandment, but the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Only two commandments hang all the laws and prophets, right? So like loving your neighbor shows how much you love God, right? So if you have a problem with your neighbor, if you don't want to be around your neighbor, right? If And we ain't even talking about your neighbor. We're talking about your family and your friends. So that's different for some people. Some people's family and friends have abused them, misused them, mistreated mm -hmm. them, spat upon them. They're not saved. They're all awful to be around. Like, I keep on going, right? They're, they're the devils. And they're toxic, right? So you got some, some toxic family members, some toxic friends, some evil people that you mm -hmm. don't need to be around. And the Bible even says be separated from them, right? Be separate from those, right? So who's my mother? Who's my father? Who's my brother? Who's my sister? Those who do the Lord's will, right? That's that's true, right? But you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. So one way of looking at this quote is, is am I close to my neighbor? Who's your neighbor? Your neighbor 
can be your family, can be your friends, can be your literally a neighbor, next door neighbor in an apartment complex or a house. You know, it could be you're in a dorm room, like in a college, right? So like a good parameter to show how much you love God is how do you treat your neighbor? Are you around people? If you have a hard time being around people and it's difficult for you and you don't want to be around people at all, you should really ask yourself, do you love God? Like you can't love God and not have anything to do with people because you have to deal with people. Mm. You have to serve people. You have to love on people. It is a command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Are you going to disregard and abandon your neighbor? Are you not going to give your life for yourself? I mean, like, you know what I mean? What are you going to do for yourself? You do anything for yourself. So what do you call to do for your neighbor? You're called to treat them better than yourself. You're called to love them above yourself. You're called to serve them above yourself. It's mm-hmm. about, it's, life is bigger than just yourself. It's bigger than just you. So you are only as close to God as you as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbor. Now, that's the quote, right? But let's change that quote up. You are only as close to God as you love on your family, your friends, and your neighbor, right? Your first ministry is your household. Your first ministry is your family. Your first ministry is your wife. Your first ministry is your children. Your first ministry is your mother, your father, and your brothers, and your sister. If they can't see the love of God in you, then do you have the love of God in you? Because if everybody, else, it's a problem if everybody else can see it in the outside world that don't live in your household. Everybody else can see the love of God in you. Why? Because they don't know you. They don't know your heart. They don't know where you stand, right? They're they're the farthest from you, right? But the people who are closest to you, who know you really well, they can't even see the love of God in you. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. So you are only as close to God as you show the love of God and do show the love of God or can show the love of God or is willing to show the love of God to your family, your friends, and your neighbors. That's the way to look at this quote, right? So you can't say, and this is a good example. I don't want to be too personal, but like with my older brother, I talk about him a lot on my YouTube channel, but like with my older brother, he doesn't like being around family. Like he doesn't. And I understand because I went through the same stuff he went through with my dad. Like, but I have to fight through it. Like me and Justin were talking about, uh, we talk about all the time on my YouTube channel, just talking about how we have to fight the traumas that we went through as a kid, right? We have to fight the drama and the we have to unlearn the uh unlearn the things that we were taught that were wrong, right? That's what this life's all about. It's about unlearning the things that aren't true that our parents told us or unlearning the lies that the, the that our parents mm-hmm. or the world or society or our friends, so-called friends, like you're, you're ugly, right? You got to unlearn those things that were false, that were just them talking and they didn't know what they were saying, right? We have to unlearn the abuse and the, the programming and the stuff that's not of God that we learned when we were kids. And if we don't unlearn them and we don't learn what God, the truth, what God says about us, oh, <laughs> it's so hard to be around the people that done us wrong. It's so hard <laughs> to be around the people that traumatized us, mm. right? And so that's what we're trying to say. Like, I understand the people who are like that. I went through it too. Like, I don't want to get too personal, but like, I have a, I love my dad, but like, I went, I went through a lot with my dad, all right? And I, my older brother has too, right? So like with the two of us, it shows like, it's a parameter of like, how well we are learning the lies. How are we fighting the person in our head that's continually talking, saying, you're not enough. You're not educated enough. You're not good enough. Mm. You know, you, you don't know. 
You know, you investing, you don't have the education, you don't have the degree like I have in finance, so you can't invest. You know, preaching wise, you don't, you don't, you ain't been preaching for 30 years. You know, you ain't been preaching for 40 years like me. You ain't nothing, right? I gotta hear and fight that every single day. If I'm being honest, that's my drive. That's why I post as much as I post. That's why I do videos on YouTube like I do, because I'm fighting that, that lie in my head that keeps on saying, Sean, you you ain't nothing, man. Like from family members that said that crap to me, right? Family members who never believed in me or thought I was not to a hill of beans, right? I was a black sheep in the family, right? So like, but if I love the Lord, let's go back to the quote, right? If I love the Lord, you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. What did God call us to do to our neighbors who've done us wrong? Love them. What did God tell us to do to our neighbors who are our enemies? Love them. Forgive them. Don't fight vengeance with vengeance. Don't fight. Don't take vengeance upon your hands. You know, don't fight evil with evil, but fight evil with good. So you are only as close to God as you show the love of God to people you don't want to show love to, whether that be bad family members, bad friends who aren't your friends, right? <laughs> like evil company, right? You show love to the neighbors that you don't want to show love to. Like you are only as close to God as you are close to people. So if you have a problem with people, you don't want to be around people. You don't want to have anything to do with people. You need to look at your heart and see, are you in right standing with God? Because honestly, I would do anything not to be with people. Like my perfect life, Justin, I don't know about for you, man, but my perfect life is just me, I don't know, just being in the cabin, right? Being locked up, cooped up in a cabin, posting what I like I post, doing social media. I'm not responding to no comments at all. I'm not talking to anybody at all. Like, that's my ministry. Is that the ministry God called a minister to of the gospel? What disciple has done that? Like, you know, like not, and I want to really paint the picture. I only my perfect world again is just me and my wife. So if I just have my woman, my Alexis Evans, let's just be real, right? And then my little six kids, maybe them too. I don't know. But like, it's just me and my woman and then a cabin. That's it. What a great life that will be, right? Mm. Just to have me and my wife and I have to do with nobody else. And nobody else exists. So it's like, I am legend. It's just me and her in this big old world. We could travel and do what we want. Just It's just us. What a blissful, perfect life that will be. But is that the love of God? Like, is that how it's supposed to be lived? Isn't life a community? Isn't and didn't God call us to live in community? Why? Well, you know, I'll talk about that in a minute. All right, that's First Corinthians twelve. I'll go there in a minute. Justin, go ahead, man. Like, yeah, like a, a Bible verse. Like I wanted to bring up too is like, uh, let me pull it up here. It's like, oh dang it! I should have like looked up while you were talking too. Uh, like it's like the commands that uh, Sean was talking about. Like if we look at like First John four, like it's it just talks about love like constantly. It says like, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's like another command. Like you see in John in the the Gospels, John, like a a new commandment I give you: love one another. Each man should uh each man should love as I have loved you. It's like and like towards. Towards the end of First John 4, too, um, circling back around, like, for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. Because it's, I, I feel like that's like, so those are commandments for God to, like, love you. And there's, like, a lot of stuff for me to say about this. I'll, 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 point, I'll bring up the one that's most important to me is, like, 
if you show love to other people, like that is the best channel for people to see God's love through you. And like that, so that's why, that's why Jesus came down. That's why Jesus was talking about how the most important commandment is not only to love God, but to love your neighbor. Because he, Jesus knew that throwing Bible verses around at people did not save people. Like the Pharisees were doing that all the time already. They were wearing texts on their um, robes. They were uh, quoting scripture day in and day out. But it's like that didn't win people. That just showed people like how flawed they were. But Jesus came in and he showed a love to his brothers, his sisters, like his family. And it's like, like that wins people over. Like uh, my one of my favorite quotes is, people want to know how much you care before they care how much you know. Yeah. Like you, like if I, like that's that's a big part of my biker ministry too, is like, oh, we're there if they need us. Like we try to help one heart at a time. I can't walk in into like a one percenter clubhouse. Uh, that's like, uh, that's like uh, the outlaws or like, devil's advocates or like whatever um biker group we happen to be eating with like i can't be like quoting scripture to them like that means nothing to them but it's like if i walk the walk or if i talk the talk and walk the walk that god is preaching to me if i'm actually loving people and that like uh like how how can i say that i love god but then how can i say i love some somebody that i can't that's not even in front of me but hate the person, like the people right next to me or my neighbor or the, like Sean, who's like someone that I can see, like it's, you don't, it's, a, that's a big problem in the church. I think sometimes is that we're very gung ho about sending out missionaries or donating money overseas, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's so easy to put your efforts in to a people that we don't even see. And it's instead of like, the people in our circle, the people that God wants us to interact with. I, like, I, I remember there were, there was some, uh, like this board or this uh, interview for like missionaries on, uh, to like go overseas to preach the gospel because they feel like that's what God calls them to do, which very well could be. But it's one of the questions was like, how do you interact with your neighbor? Or how do you show love to the people in your church and like some of them didn't have like an answer because they were too focused on people that they couldn't see on a enemy or new believers across the sea but for the people they interact with they 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 had no track record with them at all so it's like if you really have like the love of god like it's a christmas present if you have the love of god if you truly have it like you you want to share it with people. If I get an amazing Christmas present, I'm not going to like hide it away. I want to like show it off to my family. I want to show it off to my friends. Same thing with the love of God. If I truly feel the love of God, like I'm going wanted to share it with people. If I'm not loving other people, uh, if I'm not loving other people, like who's to say that I actually do love God? Or am I just going through the motions? Am I just going through? Am I just going to church? or saying I love God, or going to Bible studies because I feel like I have to. Like God doesn't want us to do things just because we feel like we have to. He wants our hearts first and foremost. Um, let's see. Uh, I have some other stuff too, but like, do you have anything else you want to say? Man, I'll let you keep going, man. Let, just the fire. Let the fire go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't burn it, man. It's like, and 
a big again it's like something that has struck me as well is like how you approach anything is how you approach everything as well like if you if you really care about people like if you really care about god and you pray to him and like lift up your hands and make a big show of it uh like the pharisees did um but then you but then you treat your family or you treat your friends or you treat your uh brother in christ like crap like is that really man you're not approaching that right you're not you're showing your true self i think when with how you treat people like undercover what was that show undercover boss it's like the boss would like pretend to be like an average joe worker and like see how his how his um business floor actually operated or see how like the lower levels operated and it's like without them knowing that it's the boss so like how they acted what told like a big thing about like who they were like who you act like in the dark is like who your true self is they say like who you, how you act during your when you're drunk is who you are but i don't i don't think that's true <laughs> but like how you act when nobody is watching is like who you truly are so if you are acting all high and mighty in front of god but then you're you're like tipping the waiter two percent or like uh not or like just not showing love in general to the people around you like that's who you truly are like you can't say you love god if you're not expressing that love to other people yeah and that's the whole point like with that quote that's the way i look at it i'm gonna play devil's advocate in a minute because i like this quote can be wrong too right so it's not just, it's not the case for everybody right mm. this is not true for everybody this, <laughs> No, but like it is, it can be, right? So I'm gonna go back to it. So the quote of the day is this. So you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors, right? You're only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors. And a cross does what? It goes horizontally and it goes vertically. This is what makes a cross, right? If I show you a visual of the cross that Jesus died on, it's horizontal. And it's vertical for a reason. And the vertical talks about our relationship with God, right? Reaching high for, for God, drawing near to God. I can keep on talking. You need both of them. You need the horizontal and you need the I mean, you need the horizontal and you need the vertical. The horizontal is the people you have to deal with in this awful, god-awful forsaken place. Like, you know, like, <laughs> the horizontal is the people you see on a daily basis. It's the valleys, the hills, the mountaintops, the the, the mountains you got to climb like you know what i'm saying like this is the horizontal like all the ebbs and the all the ebbs of life right oh that's just such a nerdy turn to use but anyways like your relationship with god paves the way for all other relationships in your life so if your relationship with god is messed up you want to know what's up all the rest of your relationships are going to be jacked up wonder why you can't keep a man why no man's good for you like you think every man's the scum of the earth all men are awful it's because <laughs> your relationship with God ain't right. Maybe the problem's you. Maybe God wants you to work on you so that you can be right for the next man who's actually right for you too. Because let me tell you something wise too. Most relationships fail because uh, <laughs> it's because the, the person you need to fix is yourself, right? Mm. It's you. It's the ball's in your court, right? So are you right? Are you in the right place? 
that God wants you to be? Are you at the level that God wants you to be at, to be a husband or a wife? I mean, let's talk about relationships, but it's even talking about relationships. Like, are you a great son? Are you a great daughter? I didn't say good. I said great. Like, are you a great, uh, I said husband or wife, but you get what I'm saying. Like, are you great at the level, at the status, wherever God has placed you, right? Your relationship off of what your boss, again, look in the mirror, right? Is the problem, does the buck start with you? Like sometimes, yes, the relationship will be awful because the other person's awful. They're a devil. They have no fear of God, no fear of man. All right, cool bet, all right? But as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. I think that's Romans 12, verse 19. So as far as it depends on you, live at live peaceably with all men. So are you at peace with men, right? Like who do you have a problem with? Right. Like, because God also talks about forgiveness. Right. He said, don't come to the altar. You ain't right with your neighbor. Right. Mm. If you have something against your neighbor and you hate them. Go talk to them. Fix that situation. Because as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So I'm going to ask everybody a question. Are you at peace with all men? You are as close to God as you are close with your family, your friends and your neighbors. Your family is your neighbor. Everybody around you is your neighbor. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, is in your vicinity that has ever been around you, that's around you on a daily basis, wherever you ever you want to float that. Right. Everybody you interact with, that's your neighbor. So are you at peace with all men? And, I, it's, and that scripture verse says, as far as it depends on you. Right. Sometimes people just not going to like you. I can name two people in my life that and I even told them to their face. Like, <laughs> like you're the you're the, you're the first person I ever met. That's just. I cannot get along with. No matter what I say, it's you just you, if I say the sky's blue, you're gonna say it's red, just to say it. Just because mm. we're at odds. We're like water and oil. It just doesn't mix, right? It just, just doesn't go together. And that's just how life is with some people. Some people just not gonna like you. Some people just want to hate you. Some people you're just gonna be at odds with. And that can be family members, that could be friends, that could be your neighbors. You can't do anything about it. Like those people, it's Jasmine Sierra Parham from college and Camille Heyman or something. Like these two girls, man, like basically I talked to these girls and like <laughs> I talked to them. I did, like it was just for like a week or two. And they both, it was like a relationship that went like for 80 years. Right. Like they, that's how they took the relationship. They took the relationship like we've been together for 80 years and they have privileges and rights that they don't have. And I was just like, no, like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? Like, and they were like, oh, man, Sean, you're such a false prophet. You're a false teacher. I was like, no, they, they say you're not a man. That's what one of said to me. You're not a man. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I just let them talk, you know, and then eventually you're just like, can you please say something to me? Can you please talk to me? And I was like. <laughs> After like 120 phone calls and about 220 messages, text messages, and then a span of two days, and this is with both of them, right? Like, and they're both at two different times in my life. They came to me, we had a conversation. I was just like, you know what? Some people you're just gonna be at odds with. Some people just don't go well with your life. Mm -hmm. They just don't fit in the puzzle of the life that God has for you. And you mm -hmm. gotta ties with those people. Otherwise, it's just gonna be drama. Otherwise, it's just gonna be. It's going to be hell up to pay. It's going to be awful. Some people just don't need to be in your life, mm. right? Because they mess up the horizontal, if we're being real. Some people you can't force to love you. Matter of fact, you can't force nobody to love you. They ain't love. You got to force them. They, they got to go. 
You're Katas. You think Jesus forced people to love him? Does God force people to love him? No. So like, just cut him loose, right? So one way to show your relationship with God, you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and neighbors. You can't be close with everybody. You don't need to be close with everybody. That's not what the quote's talking about. It's just talking about your relationship with God. Your relationship with God paves the way for all other relationships in your life. The question is, how are your relationships? How is your relationship with your family? How is your relationship with your friends? How is your relationship with your neighbor? Because if every single one of them are bad, the buck starts with you. You are the problem. You need to ask God to, you need to repent. You need to turn to him. You need to get your relationship right with him. Because until your relationship's right with him, it will never be right with anybody else. Matter of fact, I'll even make a bolder statement. You're not going to find love if you've been looking for love all your life. You're not going to find love if you don't get your relationship right with God. And mm. I'm going to say another bold statement. This is only for true believers. Now, you can be an unbeliever and get whatever you want. But the, the ball game with believers, if you're a true believer, right, in God, and God called you to be with him for all of eternity, you know who you are, right? You're not going to find love. You're not going to find the things that he has for you. You're not going to find those dreams and aspirations. You're not going to be able to experience none of those if your relationship with him is messed up. Right. So you're only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends and your neighbors. God will fix your family, your friends, your neighbors. He will fix all your horizontal if you fix the vertical and you can't fix the vertical. Oh, he does. So all you do is go to him. You repent. You ask him for help, you, for help. You come as you are. And here's the kicker. You keep on seeking him. So that's John 29, 13. Seek it. He prompt God promised this in Jeremiah 29, 13. He said, if you seek me and you seek me with all your heart, then you'll find me. So you keep on searching for him. You keep on depending on him. You keep on leaning from on him. We can't survive without God as a believer, right? Mm. Just like we need water. You know, our bodies are made of 75% water. You know that the world is made of three-fourths water. Like it's mostly water, right? Mm -hmm. We how Justin, how long? Can we go without water, like as human beings? I think three days. Three three days without water, three weeks without food. All right, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three. Makes the Trinity makes God, right? So, like, that's how much we need God. We need God like we need water. We need God like we need oxygen. You can't mm -hmm. live without him. That's how much we need him, right? So if that's the case, man, your vertical dictates your horizontal. Your horizontal reveals your vertical. Mm -hmm. So if all your life is effed up, I mean, to the floor up. <laughs> One way to show how close you are to God is your family, your friends, and your neighbors. What do they say about you? How's your relationship with them? Can they see the love of Jesus in you? It's real easy to say, no, man, F that. <laughs> they ain't nothing to do with me. I could, I mean, they just don't know. They just don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> you think they say that about Jesus? And we're calling me a reflection of Jesus. Justin, man, go ahead. I'm talking forever, man. Yeah, and just relate to what you're saying. That's like how you're able to love the people that are hard to love is a true testament of your journey to being more Christ-like, your journey in God's love. Because as Sean said, like you're not going to get along with everybody. But even the people you do get along with, like who can say they have had a relationship that they've never had a disagreement with their family member or even a best friend. I mean, like, like even with my best friends, like it's, um, you're going to have like a disagreement or argument or like 
it's impossible to have a relationship where you agree on everything. It's like, how do you, how do you respond to those, um, situations? It's like, uh, I, I, I saw this quote, it's like, uh, 10% of who you are is like what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. And that's so true. And same thing with like relationships. It's like, how do you react to being betrayed or, um, or like being uh, ghosted or being shunted out of somebody's life. Like, do you, do you still show love? And like my, my, I'll, I'll answer that with another question is like, did Jesus still show love? Like, did Jesus still show love to Peter when he denied him three times? Did he still show love to uh, the people who accused him of being Beelzebub or like the Beelzebub's right hand or whatever? And it's like, yeah, he still showed love to them. And it's like, so it's like, how Christ-like are we in those situations? If we, God wants us to be, to envelop that love as much as we can. So our ability to forgive or love people before they even forgive us or before they're right with us is a big testament of like how much love of God is pouring through us. Like, like really we already god is already pouring out all the love that we could ever need the only limiter is us like the man like sean and i were talking about creed which is like the before this which is like the sequel series to rocky an amazing movie but like in some of the scenes like he's shadow boxing himself or he's boxing himself in the mirror and uh rocky balboa is going like you're not fighting the other person you're fighting yourself like that's that's the same for like every every sport as well. Like golf, like you're not competing against other players; you're competing against yourself. It's like how badly or how well are you going to shoot down the course? Um, anyway, to circle that back around, it's like how much of God's love are you actually channeling? Like if you are actually able to love people who are your enemy or who are so difficult to love, or people who have even betrayed you, or like your wife or husband who you've gotten into an argument with. Like those are the biggest arguments too. Like the high, like the more love you have for somebody, the higher the emotions are going to run. That's, that's just a rule. Um, because you can't be vulnerable without like letting your emotions run high. So when you come across those situations, like if you are, are you actually loving your neighbors and your friends as God commanded you? Or are you continuing that cycle of revenge? That's a big thing my wife and I like talking about is like the vicious cycle of revenge. Like if our society thinks if you've been wronged, it's okay to like wrong somebody else. But what does that do? That just like, um, to put in my dad's words, it's just pissing in a sea of piss. It like, it's, it just adds to a cycle of hate that doesn't end. Like Martin Luther King Jr., and I think I used this in our last video, so I'm sorry for repeating it, but it's, man, it's so powerful. He recognized that he couldn't fight the hate of civilization with like more hate. You can't fight darkness with more darkness. You have to throw a light out into the darkness. So same thing for this. Like, how do you react to people who are your enemy? Or how do you react to people who have wronged you? The You should, if you actually have the love of God, like, you should 
um, you should react to it with more love. And I think that's very difficult, but it's like the most Christ-like thing that you can do. It's so difficult, but it's such a good indicator of how much love of God is actually being channeled through you. Because there's, there's tons of things that can block that love or block that channel. It could be like our pride or um, just, just reactive hate, reactive anger. Like uh, we are very reactive beings. Um, we don't think when we act, we just like jump onto an emotion. But it's, um, man, I, I really do think like this is a great quote because it's, you don't, you won't necessarily start loving, loving people right away. And I, I do agree with Sean, like the quote isn't 100% accurate because like you could still love God, but not have the ability to love others properly. Mm -hmm. And that's because we are human, but how well we show love towards other people is a good indicator of how well we're channeling God's love. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk more about that too. So the quote of the day, guys, powerful quote, like controversial when you first look at it, but when you think about it and you just break it down, it's powerful. So you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends and your neighbors. So the quote of the day is you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors right and so our relationship our relationships must be right with god before you know our relationship must be right with god before it can be right with man right mm. so i'm gonna say that again our relationship mm. must be right with god before it can be right with man mm. right so like reason why you don't get along with your family your friends or your neighbors because you're not aligned with god's will right remember i was talking about the vertical if you're vertical relationship mm. with God is not messed up. How are you going to be in line, aligned with his will? What does it mean to be aligned with his will? That means to receive his provision. That means to receive his blessing, his favor, his mercy. That means for everything to align perfectly for you. Like life's like a puzzle. It's about trying to fit all these puzzle pieces together to complete a puzzle. So how many people are lost and the puzzle pieces aren't connecting? Everybody, right? <laughs> Just about everybody. Why? Because you don't lean on God like that. You don't depend on God like that. You don't trust in God like that. Now, imagine you trust in God completely and fully what your life will look like, what your life would be, right? Mm -hmm. Our relationship must be right with God before it can be right with man. That mm -hmm. means God, going. if you trust in the Lord you lean, and you lean on, on you lean not on your own understanding and all your ways you acknowledge him, then he'll direct your paths, mm -hmm. right? That means he'll guide you. That means He'll navigate you to the places where you need to be, to the people you need to meet. So that means you'll be in the right places at the right time with the right people in the right environment with the right resources for the right job at the right <laughs> season. I keep on going. Everything's right. Mm. Everything's wrong. That's what it means to be aligned with God's will. You know why I can say something that bold? Because Jesus. How the freak did Jesus not work? After 30 years old, he was a carpenter for 30 years. Just thinking about Jesus. Why, how did he know that the disciples were going to go on the, on the other side in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41? How did he know that a storm was going to come? And why did he sleep in the midst of the storm and was so calm when the disciples said, we're about to die. Like, that's what they told him. <laughs> but 
in the verse 35, the whole point of the story, at the very beginning, Jesus told the disciples, we're going to the other side. We're going here. We're going there. We're going everywhere, right? And no storm's going to stop us. He knew a storm was going to come. He knew the disciples were going to freak out. He knew where they were going next. Matter of fact, he knew all of God's will. He told the disciples one time, like, before the Passover feast, before Jesus died, and before the upper room, he told the disciples, I need two of you guys to go to this location. You're going to see a man there standing there. It's going to be a donkey. Tell him you need the donkey. Tell him you need the inn and you need the upper room and the inn. He knows you're coming. That's the thing. He knows you're coming. Like, you know, like, like, like the stuff that he used to say, like, how did he not work for, you know, 30? He died at 33. So 30 to 33. How did he know where to go? What time to go? How he's gonna go? What it's gonna be like? Like he knew he was gonna die. Like he knew everything. How? Because he was aligned with God's will. So when you're aligned with God's will, you're only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, your neighbor. That means you you love on the right people when you're aligned with God's will. You're around the right people when you're aligned with God's will. Like, what, does that mean everybody you're around you're gonna love? Like, no. <laughs> They're gonna be easy to love. No. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying. If you're in the right places, it makes it easier to love people who are your enemies when you're in the right places and the right positions where God wants you to be. Because, I mean, who else are you going to love? Like, you know, like, why even have beef with somebody when your life's so, like, if you look at all the pros of your life, like, everything's so good. Like, you know, why why be mad at one person? That's where I'm at. I can only talk about myself. I'm pretty sure Justin can say the same thing. Like, why would I hate on somebody who's making board examiners hard for me? Like, and making the process of me preaching difficult, more difficult than what it already is. When I already got heart problems, I already got a lot of stress going on in my life. Like, why would I hate on that person when you know a guy has surrounded me with so many people that support me and love me? Like, and I have a bigger, bigger social media, I have a bigger following than them. Like, why hate on them? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you see, like, it puts stuff in perspective. Like, mm. guys doing way bigger things than that little peon person that's getting to you, right? That little family member, yeah, like, yeah, that family member hurt you, but like, you can't show them a little love, and that goes back to the body of Christ. Like me and Justin did a video, uh, like we did a whole series on the book of First Corinthians. We just didn't finish First Corinthians fourteen, First mm. Corinthians fifteen, and then I think it's First Corinthians sixteen too. By the way, it goes we didn't finish it. It was just three more chapters we had to do, but like my favorite chapter right now in the Bible probably is First First Corinthians twelve. And 1 Corinthians 12 talks, talks about the body of Christ and how, like, if you're in the body of Christ, you'll do anything for the body of Christ. And so when one member's hurting, what will, what will the body do, right? If I if I have a cut or, oh, yeah, this is a good example. I talked about this on my YouTube channel before. Like, Justin, it's gone, man. I'm free. But I had, like, a metal splinter on this part of my hand right hey. here. A metal splinter, right? I can't see it. I can't get it out. So I just had to deal with it. For like a year and a half, mm-hmm. right? And it took two years to heal. Like I'm surprised it even healed. Like I just kept on praying on it. I prayed it wasn't infected. I put a lot of alcohol on it because I'm nerdy and I take precautions, like like Batman. <laughs> I just took really good care of myself. <laughs> put tape on it and band-aids on it every once in a while to keep it from reactivating. Cause like the burn was awful, right? And so actually the metal splinter was right here. That was just a metal splinter. I actually did something else to that one. But you guys get what I'm saying? Like, it just bruised up really bad. Like, and so my whole body 
cater to that one part of my body. That's all I'm trying to say. My whole body stopped everything it was doing and told my whole entire body, like, hey, we need to take care of these parts of my body. Otherwise, it's going to freaking hurt all of us. Like, it's going to stop us from doing our jobs and our work. That's the body of Christ, right? So how can you say you love God? I love the Lord. But the church is suffering. You're not doing anything for the church. Hmm. How can you say, I love the Lord, I'll do anything for God, send me all them songs, you know, all them songs that say yes, I'll say yes to you, Lord, I'll say yes to your ways, Lord, I'll say yes to your will, Lord, yes, Lord, <laughs> you got all those songs, right, but you say no every single day when God tells you to love on that person, God tells you to honor your mother and father when they don't deserve to be honored, God tells you to love on your brother or your sister and all they do is talk about you, but you, you know, why well, I love on them, you know, because they're weak, right? You're the strong one. You're the one God told them to, told to love on them. And that sucks for me because I'm the younger brother. Why I got to show love? You know, my older brother should be doing that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, God called me. You do it, right? And it's not just the role of a preacher to be bigger than, uh, you know, to, what's it called? To, to Basically, uh, to what what that's a saying, but to take to the high road, taking the high road, uh, be a bigger person. That's what I was trying to say, right? Like a preacher's call to always be a bigger person, like to when somebody smacks you in the face, you turn the other cheek, mm. right? But that's not just the preacher, that's the child of God. That's what Jesus did. And we're all we're all called to imitate Jesus, right? When somebody misuses you, nah. When they need you. You be a good Samaritan. You don't leave that person dead on the street, even though they deserve mm. it, right? <laughs> but you deserve it too, right? You're mm. called to show people the grace that God has shown you because you didn't deserve it either. And that's how you reach people for Christ. That's when God is really seen when people are loved the most when they shouldn't be loved. That's how you reach people for Christ. That's what Christians are called to do. So you're only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. Why? Because mm. they need love the most. They're the mm -hmm. ones closest to you and who, who can be loved on you in a way that nobody else can love on them because they're your family. They're your friends. They're the closest to you. That's all they see. So, like, guys, like, that's the question. Can can they see Jesus through you? Right? This is one with the, I titled the video, video, One Way to Show How Close to God You Are. This is one of the many ways. Because if you have a problem with this, it says a lot about you. Man, you are only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> Lucky just commented and said, when they go high, we go, I mean, when they go low, we go high. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, you know, mm -hmm. in the Christian life, man, we're always called to go higher. God has a higher standard for us, a higher standard of living. It does not make sense. It sounds stupid to the world. Like, Jesus even said it. Like, when he was talking to crowds, he would say, you heard the saying, tooth for a tooth. Eye for an eye, but I say something else. <laughs> I say, when somebody steals your underwear, give them another pair. Like <laughs> when somebody, when somebody takes your coat, give them another coat. When somebody smacks you in the face, you turn the other cheek. You say, "Smack me again." Like I still love on you. That was Jesus's message to us. Why? Because God is our vengeance. God fights our battles for us. We don't need to fight anything. So that battle you have with your family member, your friend, your neighbor, you have a problem with, it ain't your battle to fight. It's the Lord's. It's, sin, it's a sin problem. 
it's bigger than you, right? So you just getting mad around up. Ooh, this is how I'm gonna fight him back. I got a grudge. It's killing you. Bitterness kills you. Stress kills you. Anxiety kills you. It does not. You'll never see a 90-year-old person. Yeah, they won't make it that far. They'll have a heart attack or something. That's what I'm struggling with. I'm so emotional, right? I take everything to heart. I don't even take nothing to heart, right? I just need to focus on Jesus, right? Set your mind on spiritual things and not earthly things. That's Colossians 3, right? Mm. Focus on Jesus, not everything else going around here. Because it's all fading away. It's all going to get better. It's all going to work together. God's working it all for our good, right? God's making all the crooked paths straight. Justin, I'm talking forever, man. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like uh yeah, I, I do love that verse as well. Like uh, lean on God for like all your understanding. Like don't lean on your own understanding. It's like it's and it is I will say like it definitely is possible for like non believers to love other people. Like that like there I have tons of uh um non Christian friends who are just like kind, sincere people. But I, I do truly believe like uh, I remember attending this panel and it was like, can there be good outside of God? And it was interesting because they invited like a couple of atheists and a couple of like Christians to like talk about it. And it was so interesting. It's so respectful. I wasn't expecting that. But like the some of the Christians kind of came to a conclusion. Yeah, we all have like love and God written on our hearts. Like we have eternal, like the Bible says so many things about what's written on everybody's hearts because we're all creatures of God. We have the law written on our hearts. That's way how we know what, that's how we vaguely know what's good and bad. Like it's bad to murder people or to lie people, lie to people, because like we all have an inkling of what the law, God's law is. Like we have eternity set, set on our hearts. Um, in Ecclesiastes, like everyone, like humans are separated from animals because we can perceive time differently. And I think that's because we have eternity set on our hearts. We can remember like the past and the present and the future and plan accordingly. So it's like, so that's that's definitely to say like everyone I think has the love of God in them. But I think, I truly think, and this is just be from spending time with friends or hearing stories about uh, believers going through rough patches or like having a hard time with like family it's like everyone can have love, but I really think only the love of God can get you through some of the toughest things. Like we, we are in a culture now where like divorce is at an all time high. I think, I think like 15 years ago, it was like only, well, man, I say only, it was only like 28%, which is still high in my opinion. But now it's like, um, it's, it's, it's pretty close to 50. It's not quite at 50, but now it's like 50% of married couples um, reach divorce. And it's like, I think that's evidence of us, us just like diverging away from God or trying to lean on our own understanding. I, I had a discussion with my wife, Yao, about like how we want to raise our kids. And we, we definitely want our kids to like have their own journey, make their own mistakes, figure things out for themselves. Like that, like, they aren't going to retain everything we tell them. They're not going to listen to everything we tell them for sure. They have to figure out uh, what works and what doesn't work. But we did talk about how we want to lay down a foundation at least, because I think 
man, watching movies, watching people, they they're so gung ho about like finding finding out life themselves, but they try all these things, like living with people they're not married to, or like, um, or like doing things that they're not prepared for, or like leaning on their own understanding. Or trying out recreational drugs or something and like ruining their lives sometimes. They do these things that God has already told us is not good for us. And it's like, I think there's a good balance somewhere. Like, yeah, we do need to figure things out for ourselves. But like God has already laid down a foundation for us on what is good for us. And I think if we follow God, if you like you truly believe in God, like we can tap more into that wisdom. I truly believe that because we can skip all the things we know are bad. Like, I, I don't know why, like movie, like coming of age movies are just about, they're, they're beginning to be all the same. It's like kids do like kids or adults do like terrible things in their relationship. And they realize, Oh, that doesn't work. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like the church has been preaching that for years because God has been telling us that for years. But I, that's why I think, like, if you start with the foundation of God, like, you're able to skip all that and, like, show love in relationships that no one else can. Like, everyone is able to express love. But the level of love I see in Christians or the level of love I see in people that trust in God um, is, like, immeasurable. Like, I, I had one friend who was a Christian. But he and his wife were a Christian, but like they were on the verge of getting a divorce. Like truly they, they, they couldn't stand each other anymore. But like uh, she had, she had gotten cancer and the guy just felt a calling from God to like stay with her, to like help her through it. Like not to leave her in like such a terrible situation. And their, their marriage is like going really strong now. It's amazing. And it's like, I, I can go through a huge list, list of like some 82 year olds that I know that have like, oh gosh, it's like a lot of knives and scissors are involved in their backstory. Yeah, I know. I saw the face you're looking at. It's, it's, they're, I know, no, figuratively or literally like. <laughs> no, it's like literal knives being stabbed in the, in backs uh fig physically and figuratively and it's like but like seeing them like as 82 year olds now with the love of god it's like gosh it's like a relationship like that could not have survived without god for sure but i will say on that caveat i will say that just because you're christian does not mean you're not going to have a hard time like at all like i feel like we think that once we, we, we take that verse, like where Jesus says, take my yoke and like take, uh, my yoke is easy. That makes us think that, oh, we're not going to have any more problems. Or like Sean's friend or that guy who says like, once he, because he's Christian, he doesn't sin anymore, which is ridiculous. And it's like, just because you've become a Christian does not mean the world is not going to make you suffer or make it hard. Like, look at Job. Like he, he suffered from like boils. He lost his children. He lost his stock. Uh, his wife stayed. Maybe that was still part of the punishment. I don't know. But it's like, it's like it. Love isn't going to come easy just because you become a Christian. It is a process. And we, Sean and I have talked about that a lot. It's like 
there's a difference between salvation and sanctification. Yeah, you are saved through salvation, but sanctification, like that process of becoming more Christ-like, is lifelong. Like you will never reach that. Like making mistakes is a part of growing up, but you never really stop growing. And it's like the same thing. As, I, I'm just repeating the same thing. So I'll stop blabbing in a moment. But I will just say, like, show, like, just because you're a Christian or because you feel the love of God doesn't necessarily mean loving people will come easy. Yeah. It, as I said before, like, it is a great indicator of how much you feel of God's love if you can love even the most impossible people. But even for people you're close to, it is a still going to be a challenge. And that's why we have to lean on God, because there is no way that we could, that we can uh, carry that burden ourselves or carry that responsibility ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, Justin, if I was to ask this question, like to end off the video, like what's, I was going to ask, um, if you wanted people to get one thing from this quote that's, that, that they need to get the most, what would you tell them? So that one thing, like, do you think you said that main thing, like, from this quote, that's the most powerful? You know what I mean? That, that yeah. really needs to be honed in and understood. So I would definitely say, like, your ability, yeah, I'll say it again. You are only as close to God as you are close to your family, friends, and neighbors. I would almost, like, flip that on its head and do a 180. Like, your ability to channel... Uh, your ability to show love to like your friends, family, and neighbors um, is indicates how well you channel the love that you feel from God. That's what I was gonna say. Like I was mm -hmm. gonna say, like your ability, your your closest to your family, friends, and neighbors. But let's just talk about mm -hmm. family and friends, because nobody's closer to you than family, right? So the people who are closest to you, who have done the most wrong to you, who has mm -hmm. hurt you the most. And like they're the hardest to forgive. Mm -hmm. And that could be, even be your neighbor, right? Because you can be around your neighbor a lot and your neighbor mm -hmm. has effed up your head and mm -hmm. effed up like just everything, right? So those people you are close with, if you can still show the love of God to them and still still work with them, that's the thing. Like everybody's a work in progress, but you still show the grace that God's shown you, even though you don't want to show it to them. And you, then you even forget about it. That's what's even more powerful, right? You forget about it. You forgive them. You keep on giving them a blank slate, right? Which is hard to do. Not everybody deserves that blank slate, right? Mm -hmm. Some people need to be held accountable and not given the same opportunities. We talked about that with our forgiveness series and stuff like that. But family, friends, like, but let's talk about family. Like family, mafia, like with my family, no, nah, you don't cut ties. Like we mafia. Mm -hmm. that's, our, that's our family model. Like we have one family model. Mm -hmm. From the oh, Jenkins God. clan and my dad's family, my my siblings, my two brothers and two, and little sister, and my mom and dad, like us, mafia. That's that's my family model that my dad made for us. Well, mafia, you don't cut ties. You don't. You don't. What do you mean you're gonna leave us? Like you don't leave. Like we we do life together. Like we mm -hmm. help out each other when crap hits the fan. We got each other's back. Like mm -hmm. even though my brother ain't around my older brother like that. Like. If stuff hit the fan, he's probably the first person I go to. Now he'll be the most judgmental out of anybody ever, like or something like that. That's why I would never that would never happen to me. 
But like, <laughs> but like having to go to him, like you get what I'm saying? But that's the person I would go to. He would go to me. Even though me, my dad, and my older brother, like, we're the, we're the biggest alpha males you ever meet. Like, we're it's so hard for us to work together. Mm. But like when we do, we can crap on anybody else in the world working together. Like us working together is heaven here on earth. But that's the thing. We gotta work together. So mm. you're only as close to God as you are as you are close with your family, friends, and neighbors. So I pray, like, that's my prayer, Justin. Like, for my YouTube channel, my ministry to take off, my brothers will have to take off. We will have to work together. Like, we will have to, like, forget about our egos, forget about our pride, forget about what we want, and it's about what each other wants and serving each other's needs. Like, that's what's missing from my YouTube channel, my older brother. The minute I get him on here and y'all see him, you're going to just see it take off. You're going to see his stuff just take off. Like, I wouldn't be here without him. Like, my social media pages and everything. Because he started his YouTube channel way before me. Mm. He's way more technical than me and way smarter than me. I just look smarter and sound smarter. Like, you know, but like, because I, I majored in computer science. Like, so I studied it for education. But other than that, like, he already knew all that stuff. He didn't need the education for that. That's how smart he is. Right? So when y'all start seeing him, that's how you know, like, Okay. Now, I'm not saying I'm not close with him. Like, at anybody in life, I'm the closest to him. He's the closest to me. Nobody knows me better than my older brother, right? So, like, this quote was from me. Like, you are only as close to God as you are close with your family, friends, and neighbors. So, who is that person for you? Like, a lot of times, God's blessing and his provision, the thing that's going to help your breakthrough is in the person you don't want to have to deal with the most. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like the person that God wants you to deal with the most is the person that's going to challenge you the most. The person that's going to bring out the most in you. That's most difficult to work with. Mm. Like the person that really is at odds with you with everything that you do. But they only like that because it's going to catapult you and take you to the levels that you never thought you could reach. That's my dad for me. And that's my older brother for me. So mm. I've been working with my dad. But the minute me and my older brother, it's not dependent on me. It's on depending on my older brother. That's if my older brother listen to God. Like he has to come and because I'm willing to do it. It's if he's willing, if he's humble enough, right? So mm -hmm. I'm willing to play ball, but I can't force somebody to do it. You can't force somebody to love you, right? Otherwise, you mess it all up. You get what I'm saying? So some people's life is not in that same situation. You get what I'm saying, Justin? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything to add to that or you good? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I, the, the, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna add too much to it because, like, I feel like I just start start the whole thing over again. And yeah, that I feel like that is what you were saying about like getting along with your family first. Um, I do think we do we need to work to get along with everybody. Like, what was it? Paul said that we need to be anything for everybody or everything for anybody. And, like, that's to say, like, we need to move ourselves out of the way so God can connect with other people. But we do, I think we do have to recognize, a good thing about this quote is, like, it's talking about the people who are in your circle. Like, God does want us to, he He surrounded us by people that we he wants us to love and work with. Like, that's how we build a community. That's how we build each other up. It's not from... um sending money or Bible verses overseas, which is not a bad thing. Again, I always have to say that, but it's like how you truly lift somebody up or encourage them um, or show that you care is like 
interacting with the people in your circle that God has put into your life. Like those are the people that will feel your love, that will see your love. Like the, what Sean just described with his family is like, that's the closest familial bond. That's the closest bond God has given you. So we have to make use of that for sure. Yeah. Make use of it. Like, that's my whole point. Mm. Like, if you don't make use of it, you can't expand God's kingdom. And you're not. You want to know why the God's kingdom is not as expanded as it could be right now in this world? It's because we don't utilize the communities that God has given us. We don't utilize the people that God has put in our vicinity and in our circle right now. Like, and I even asked that before with my YouTube channel. I talk about the your average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So who's in your five? So if you don't effectively use your five, how can you get what you need from the next people that you're waiting on? Like for me, I'm waiting on a I need a lawyer. I want a lawyer just to have around just in case I, I want somebody that does people that do animation, like for my animation ministry. I won't like there's certain things I need, like people help me with my social media page. I don't need help with it. But if I had help, yeah, this is over. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like. I just need those type of people who can do what I do, but they do it way better. Like, and they can take me to that next level and then protect me from certain things like a lawyer and stuff. But like, yeah, like and person that helps me with my heart, lungs and and uh, mind, my brain, like give me the mm. nutrition I need. So a health expert, like doctor like that. So um, so I don't get heart attacks or anything like that. But yeah, like I'm missing stuff, but I'm not going to get to those things if I haven't been faithful with the little things. So that's another series I'm starting on my YouTube channel, being faithful with little. So if you're not faithful with what God has already given you, your family, your friends, your neighbors, why the freak would he give you more? He's not. Why would he change your five to a better five? He's not. You can't be in the right places with the right people at the right time in the right situation or anything like that if you don't utilize where you're at now. So if you forsake your family, your friends, your neighbors, the people that God's putting in your life right now and the community that he gave you right now, right? You don't want anything to do with it, right? You're going to put yourself in the bad positions, around bad people, at the bad time, <laughs> in a bad environment, at a bad time place. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't keep on going. You're always going to experience bad if you refuse to deal with what God has placed in front of you. Be faithful with the little. He who is faithful with little can be entrusted with much. Will be entrusted with much. And will be a ruler, a ruler of much. So you want to, you got dreams, you got aspirations. You want to rule, you got to be faithful first. You got guys testing your integrity through the little things. So are you willing to love that person right now that he has in your circle? If the answer is no, why the freak would he give you more? And you can't even, you ain't going to love on those people that do you wrong. And then what's crazy is even more people will do you wrong. Then you're not going to be able to handle it. if You can't handle it now. Mm. Right. And that's me. Right. That's why I deal with my dad all the time. And he's a hard person I got to deal with, because if I'm faithful with this area, first of all, it's my dad. Honor your father and mother and your day shall be long. If I want to live a long time on earth, that's a promise. Like <laughs> Honor. What does that mean? That means something different for everybody. Right. But that definitely doesn't for everybody. It definitely doesn't mean disrespect. Have nothing mm. to do with. It means to serve, to love on, you know, help. Right. You ain't a child no more and need to be dependent on your parents. Stop playing. So, like, yeah, you guys know what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm done talking. That's a, a, more videos, but that's a quote of the day. Justin, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I love that last question, though. It's just, like, 
definitely like how you show love is a great indicator. Like, again, it's not going to be easy, but it's like the more, the more Christ-like you become, the closer to God you are, like the easier, the easier it is. It's going to show that love for sure. Yeah. So guys, you, I know you guys like this video, man. If you liked it, man, share this with everybody, you know, right? So the quote of the day that we tackled, and it was a great quote. So if you didn't agree with it at the very beginning of, of the video, I bet you agree with it now. I bet you, you share it and you cherish it and you probably got it memorized. I got it memorized. You're only as close to God as you are close to your family, your friends, and your neighbors. So let me share, just share my screen. You are, you are only as close to God as you are close with your family, your friends, and your neighbors, right? So that's the quote of the day, guys. So uh, I know you guys already know the regulars. The subscribers that already subscribed to my YouTube channel, Upward Past Crossroads, thank you for your support. If you watch this video all the way through, some people have already been watching it. Thank you, you for watching this video all the way through. I, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in without you. God bless you, man. I pray that God just sends blessings running over in your household. But here goes my other social media pages. Make sure to go to all of them, follow all of them, turn on the post notifications so you know when I upload another video or when I make another post and stuff like that. But those are my social media pages. And then also, if you really enjoyed the quote of the day, I have a lot of quotes of the day on my YouTube channel that me and Justin have tackled and then quotes that I've done by myself. So if you enjoyed this quote, check out the other quotes me and Justin talked about. We do it all the time on my YouTube channel, Upward Past Crossroads. And then Justin's YouTube channel is Chaplain's Log. So make sure to subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel. Click mm -hmm. the bell. And so that means turn on the uh, post notifications so you know when he uploads another video like comment and share on all our videos watch every video all the way through when you're pooping when you're in the bathroom taking a shower when you're at work you need something playing play my videos and justin's videos man help our ministries grow and then here goes his facebook page uh justin lee howell you can befriend him on here and if you have a question on so uh a question you want us to tackle we do questions of the day all the time on, on our uh, youtube channel so you can ask us, DM us a question on our Facebook pages, preferably Facebook, and we'll get back to you, you know, and do a video on the question that you have. So pray everybody's doing amazing. Kick major butt this week. I pray in Jesus' name that all your aspirations and dreams come true, and God helps you to be faithful in a little so that he can give you more. The more that you're waiting on, he ain't going to give you more if he ain't faithful with what he already gave you, right? So you Not guys bad. have a great, great rest of your day. Kick major butt. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Yeah, you'll stay blessed.